0: Good morning. Welcome to the Bond Sunday morning services. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by calling 800 411 2663 800 411 Bond. You can also email me, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, and put your name and towel, name and towel, on your emails. I do appreciate it. I can respond as it is happening. And good morning, everybody. How are you? So what? Everybody had a good week and all that kind of stuff? Any questions or comments or anything before I get rolling? No questions. Anybody had a life this week? You had a life? Oh, you have a, you have a question. Okay.
1: Um, I know that in the Bible it says, um, be as pure as a child and be as wise as a snake. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Be um, as wise as the serpent.
1: Yeah. Um, I wanted it to know what is that wise mean what does the wise the word wise or who is the wise person?
0: That's a very good question. When he says be as wise as a serpent, you wanna know what does that mean?
1: Yeah, who is a wise person? What does the wise person do?
0: Oh okay. Uh, we have any wise people here? No. None. One wise person. Can you answer that for her?
2: A wise person does what is necessary to get good done, to, get, to have good come about. And he'll use sometimes means that the rest of us don't think is, is good in order to get a greater good done. And our enemies do that a lot; they throw away what's good to do what they think is good in the name of um you know a greater cause but and um so that's that's what wise is is just being able to navigate through and 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 do good through um, um using using your skills of what you see to do right in the moment, you know not just going. By the book, in other words. Sometimes, the, a lot of times, the book, by the book, doesn't, doesn't work. And so you have to, you know, without giving up your integrity, get what's done right. Like when Abraham Lincoln, you know, uh, got the slavery thing passed, if you saw the movie. He did some things, you know, to trick some of these um, more crooked people to do what he needed to do to get a greater good done. And uh, that's what being wise was.
1: Do I understand right? Being sneaky in certain ways,
2: <laughs> if Be necessary, that's right. Because in war, we have a lot of sneaky guys working on our side, sneaking into enemy lines and being sneaky overall, just to get the to get a greater good done.
1: So, what's the right about being sneaky? If there's <laughs> something you want, you have inside and you cannot tell at the moment, so how is it?
0: You make it sound so bad, huh?
2: Well, a lot of times. Oh. You see, a lot that's of time
0: a good question though
2: when you're, um, when you're doing some things if you tell too much of the truth to people who can't handle it they'll destroy the good you're trying to do so you have to be kind of wise in knowing what to tell them and not actually you know, that happens in wartime too the generals know the greater truths the captains the less yeah. greater truths and the soldiers they hardly know anything except their direct orders and you know, it's wise not to do that because you don't want to give your secrets away. It could be exposed, and then your whole plan goes down the tubes.
0: Did that help?
1: Yeah, it did. It made sense? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Just to add to it, wise people have insight that the snaky people don't have. Uh, and people who, there are people who are, like, on the side of evil. They, they are sneaky in the way that they do things. They're very vicious with it. They get it done. It doesn't matter what. You think about it, right? A wise per- person see beyond uh, what's happening right in front of them, and they uh, they see how to handle it, but they don't reveal what they're going to do until they're dealing with it. You know, you have to be wise not to just add what you said, not to add, not to reveal the action you're going to take before you do it. In many cases, because if you do, the enemy is going to overtake you. So you have something that they can't see, uh, a weapon that they can't see, and that is insight. And really it happens in every situation, absolutely every situation. I was working with a guy this week and uh, this past week, and he was trying to deceive me in this deal that we were doing, right? And I, could, I let him just go and talk and do it and try, and but I, So I could get a clear picture of what was going on and I could see what he was trying to do. And when he tried it, I just hammered him. I didn't back down. I revealed to him what he was doing and he just had a hissy fit. He just went into like a, a rage almost, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you could see what's going on and not reveal it, but then just take action. Because God is allowing you to see the real deal. You look beyond what's in front of you. That's what wise people do. And we only have one wise person in here, so the rest of you are losing out, huh? And that's sad. But yeah, that's a good, good question. And that's how a serpent operates. He doesn't always show what he is going to do right away. You know, he surprises you sometimes. Yes. Oh, hold on for a minute. I
3: would just think that uh, being wise is just not going into certain situations and uh, naive and, and with a naive uh, idea of expecting everything to be up and up and everybody to be up and up with you.
0: Well, that's part sense. of it too. When in life, if you have wisdom, you will walk through life uh, really with no expectation but seeing what's going on mm-hmm. and allowing what you should do to be revealed to you. And that's in all situations, not just in certain situations. Whether you're dealing with a family member or relationships or business or whatever, you're supposed to have insight as to what's going on. Enlightenment at all times. So, yeah, it's it's in all situations. Yes, Pat.
4: Well, just to add, you know, you're dealing with good and evil. Yeah. And good and evil people and things like that. So... You know, it's a way to nav- navigate understanding that there's evil out there. It's not like be, be as uh, pure as, I, I forgot the first part of it, be as pure as a, a dove, I think, innocent as a dove. Well, that's great if we're all together and we're all speaking together and we're all in the same, and we're all not trying to hurt each other and all that. But dealing with the reality of, of evil out there, it is a way that you have to navigate through that. In order to do the good, you've got to get through the evil yeah, people want to destroy you, or they want to uh, tear you apart in certain ways, and you don't want to just leave yourself open to get ripped apart by by evil.
0: But in order for this to work, though, you have to be, or you should be, as pure as a doll, meaning that you shouldn't have that anger inside of you and operating from that. That would separate you from God, which would prevent you from being enlightened, prevent you from seeing. So. Uh, you, you should become holy as your Father in Heaven is holy. Have no judgment or resentment in your heart for yourself or others. No anger. Then you can be wise. Yes?
4: You know, uh, just one good example of that is if you look at the uh, Gospels of Jesus and where he's going through things and he's always had people coming up to him and trying to trip him up with questions and right. look bad and things like that, but you know he could see before they even did it where they were coming from and he yep. knew exactly how to answer in such a way to people on a, on his side would understand and yet he wouldn't allow them to trip him up
0: so are you a wise man? We have two of here now.
4: I, I, I don't know if I call myself wise but um <sighs> working on it. Work in progress.
0: There you go. Good question. Did that help? Um No.
1: Yeah, he did. I have to think about it. Yeah. I have to see in my actions, actually. Not think about it, but see it in my actions. Yes. Just so I can compare what I'm doing wrong and which one is not wise to do.
0: Right. Yeah, you want enlightenment. It is so important. Anybody else? Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: I just wanted to add to what Pat was saying about Jesus. You know, sometimes he was quote, unquote, brave and went toward the danger, went toward Judea, preached in the temple boldly in front of everybody, and then sometimes he hid away because of the danger. Sometimes he went toward it. Sometimes yeah. he hid away. It just depend on, you know, what he was seeing, the, you know, the, uh, what he had to do. And so he used, he used his wisdom and not just, oh, I have to be brave and go by the book kind of, you have to be brave. When, when danger comes, you go right toward it you know, sometimes you just avoid it to, you know, what they say, the soldier says, live to fight another day,
0: you know, run to fight another day. And that's what wisdom does, it allows you to see when to and when not to. And the world may be looking at you and they say, oh, she's a coward today. But you see that, you know, it's best for me to back away from this right now. And uh, because, you know, you'll get another chance at it, but just not the right time right then and there. And uh, that's what enlightenment would do for you wisdom, right? I have a question. I want to know, my question today is, what or who do you believe in? What or who do you believe in? And the reason I ask that is because uh, I guess last week President Obama was sworn in for a second time. and, And during his speech, his inaugural speech, it was just about more government, more big government, more government. We're going to do this for you. We're going to give you this. We're going to take from this person to give it to you. More government, right? Really just a bigger government. And I noticed that the people were like, yeah, right on, waving the flag. Like, right on. We love you. We want more and more. More welfare, more of this. Take from the rich to give to the poor, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and the crowd were happy about it. There was no, well, I'm sure maybe somebody there would think, no, that's not right, but uh, they were happy to hear that they were going to get more government, more support from the government. And on Friday night, this past Friday night, I saw a special that Sean Hannity did um, on Fox News there about, uh, what was it called? Boomtown, Washington. Oh, yeah, Boomtown, Washington, D.C., And the special was about, it was revealing that Washington, D.C. is becoming one of the most wealthy cities in the country. And they don't produce anything. You know, they don't produce nothing, anything. But yet it's becoming one of the most wealthiest cities in the country. They are building new buildings there. People are drinking fine wine. They don't drink this little cheap wine that we go and get. You know, like you know how when we walk in the store and want to buy wine, we look for the cheapest one. <laughs> if if it's ten dollars, that's too much for me. <laughs> and but they're drinking expensive wine, wearing fine clothes, driving fancy cars. There is a, a, a car company there. What's that sports car? Lamborghini. Lamborghini, Gini, right? They have a, a shop set up there. They don't even have to advertise. They do no advertising. They're selling cars like hotcakes. And uh, uh, the, the rich are living wealthy and doing very well. And they are not producing anything. Unlike Detroit, when it had the automobile industry there, uh, they drew a lot of people to their town because they were producing something. So a lot of wealth came as a result of that. And they showed in the good old days, California, well, you know, when the gold rush happened, a lot of people came to California because they were producing something. And in Texas, they had cattle. A lot of people went to Texas because they were producing something. But in Washington, D.C., they are not producing anything, and they are doing better than you and I. We are struggling to save our homes from foreclosures. Uh, we are struggling trying to pay these high taxes, while in Washington, D.C., they are living high on the hog. And what they're, one of the things that they are doing, they have these people to come in and lobby them, the government does. And these people bring lots of money with them to get the government to do a favor for them. And in return, the government give them what they want, which is more money. And all of that money is coming from us, the taxpayers. And they are really just controlling us, and we don't realize how bad it is. And the bigger the government, the worse it is. It was a uh, it was uh, such an enlightening report. I'm like, wow, I didn't know it was that bad. That it, I was on uh, Hannity on Friday night. Yeah. And it showed how the people are suffering and, and, and the people keep thinking that the government is somehow or another going to help us. What I also realized from that report, in all honesty, neither Republicans or Democrats care about the people. They keep spending, borrowing and spending, but there's, the money is going to them and their friends and they're living high on the hall and we poor people can barely make it. It was mind-blowing to me to see that. And I'm thinking, why is it that more people want more government than ever before in history? When I was growing up, there was no way. I don't remember people wanting government. You know, I remember during the Civil Rights Movement under Lyndon B. Johnson when it started to happen with black Americans. But prior to that, we worked hard, we worked together, we had money, we had food, and we, we were free within ourselves, right? But it's not like that now. The government is taking over the lives of, I want to say, almost most Americans, They really, really are. And I realized that the reason that this is happening is because the people have faith in the government. You really think about it. You do believe in the government. And the government is never, ever, ever, ever going to solve any problems for you. If the government, if, if we the people became we the people and we became independent and relied on God and family, the government would go out of business. It will absolutely go out of business. And the one thing that those people love in government is power and wealth more than anything else. They don't care about us. They really don't. And it doesn't matter the party. Once they are there, their egos expand and they start using us for their own personal gain. They make all kind of promises. They don't mean a word of it. They absolutely don't mean a word of it. And the government is expanding, and we're getting poor, and we're suffering while they're living high on the hog on our dollars. And you have a lot of Christians and other people like that, too. I remember um, when I was growing up, and I mentioned this before, even though the Jim Crow laws were against black folks, and we couldn't live in certain places, there were black wealthy people. Black wealthy people. They had land, they had cattle, they had horses, they had farms there were black colleges coming up all around the country. And today, most of those black colleges are suffering. They're almost going out of business because they are not getting the support from the people. And they're looking to the government to give them money. And it wasn't like that growing up. We just did not. We relied on ourselves and we had families and we had fathers and mothers and grandparents around that would help us get things done. We're falling away from that. We're like far away from it. I was looking at a report on BET this morning. Oh, let me tell you this. I'm not going to snort today. That was my first and only one. I just did it, yeah. That's what reminded me. So we're going to keep a count. <laughs> I am not going to snork. Snork. You know, I was thinking, it's interesting how I do the kind of work I do. And my work requires me to be talking all the time on radio and TV, giving speeches and stuff. I can't speak well and I snort. I'm thinking, what was God thinking about? What a bad example, huh? I can't do either one that well. But I'm here. (laughs) But there's a report I saw this morning on BET. The question is, What is Obama going to do for us this time around? the black people. What is Obama going to do for us? We got to demand that Obama does something for us this time around. They said that we laid back last time and we were quiet. We didn't pressure him because, you know, we tried to get it back in there. We didn't want the white people to be mad. So we didn't pressure him. Now, that wasn't a snort, that's a cough. Now that he is... This is last term. What are we going to make him do for us? We need a black agenda. We need more programs for education. We need more programs for this and that. More programs for jobs. They said that too. They were like, uh, blacks are 14%. 14% of blacks are unemployed today. What is Obama going to do for us this time? Isn't that amazing? Oh, am like, are you guys fools? Obama ain't going to do nothing for you. How can you think that way and think that you're intelligent? And then they went on to say, and they had these experts on the panel who was as dumb as the host. And they went on to say, last time around, the gays put pressure on Obama from the inside and from the outside. They got what they wanted. The Hispanics put pressure on Barack Obama this time, I mean last time, they, they got what they want. What are we going to do this time to put pressure on Barack Obama to get what we want? We need a black agenda. I could not believe that. And they were serious. They were not joking. They were absolutely serious about it. And I'm thinking, can't you look back over the last 50 years of uh, black Americans relying on the government? I mean, even if you're educated with a degree, PhD, LSD, YMD, <laughs> um, uh, MSD, whatever, can't you look back with your mind or something and see that when black Americans turn themselves over to the government, it, nothing has gotten better? is only getting worse. Why do you think Obama's going to make a difference? He's not going to make a difference. President Bush spent more money on entitlement programs than, you know, prior to Obama than any other president. And things only got worse. But these people have hope in the government. And they really have hope in the government. If, even if the government gave us some money, it ain't going to last. It's just enough to keep us dependent on the government. And then when you try to get off government by having uh, getting a little job and you try to wean yourself off, the government will say to you, you know what? You can't work if you get a welfare check. But can I just work and get this check so I can let go of the welfare? No. So you either have to receive welfare or suffer until you can finally, you know, get get your job running for you. They don't want you free. I'm surprised at how dumb America is today. How you can't see what's right in front of you. That's false hope in the government. We can't believe in the government, folks. And, And I hope today that some of you can be honest here, that there's a little part of you who believes that the government can help you even if it's a Republican or a Democrat. Because I noticed that with Republicans, not all, not all, not all, they think if a bright Republican come along and sound good and make all the right promises, there is a feeling of hope in that Republican. I have to be honest with you, I saw it in the last election about myself. I had hope that, uh, I personally had hope that Mitt Romney would win. So I'm thinking that's gonna give us a chance to turn things around and make the country at least keep us afloat for a while until we could change things. And when he wasn't elected, I felt a, 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 like a loss. Like somebody died. And for three days, I went in mourning. And then on the third day, I washed my face and went my way. Yeah. And I realized, even if Mitt Romney got in there, and we, the people, didn't take take over the government, it would be more of the same. It would really be more the same. we got to become independent people and hire these people to work for us. And if they don't do the right thing, we need to fire them. We cannot put our hope in government or anything or anybody. It will let you down every time. That special was an eye opening for me. I knew it was bad, but I had no idea how bad it was. And when I saw that inauguration the other day, and the president making all these promises, and the people saying, Yes, hallelujah. I'm saying, I don't know how we're gonna ever turn around. Will we ever turn around? I just don't see how you got, especially young people. And then as a result of that, um, the government is now. Did you ever imagine that one day we will have a serious debate about the Second Amendment? That in America, because of the faith in government, we can possibly lose our right to protect ourselves from the government. Because of the the government is not, if we gave up every gun, the government will not protect you. You got to live in your own home. You got to be by yourself. The government is not going to come and save me from a criminal or from itself. But the people don't see that. I think people are so dumb when they say, well, I agree with the government a little bit. We don't need, we just need hunting guns, hunting guns. Ain't no, there's nowhere in the Second Amendment where it says the Second Amendment is for you to have a gun and go hunting. But they fall in line with that. The wisdom of America is almost gone. There are a few out there who see and understand what's going on. But for the most part, it's almost gone, folks. It really, really is. And I know why, too. Uh, let me just take some questions here. I'm looking at the clock. Let me go. To Ermis first there, and then I'll come around to everybody. Yeah,
5: I saw that special that uh, you mentioned, yes. and it was excellent.
0: It was something else. And
5: uh, if it's all right with your life, we'll probably, you know, probably put it up on our website
0: tomorrow. No, we should put it up. Yeah. Without a doubt, we will put it up.
5: But when I watched it, I got uh, I didn't realize how bad it was either, and it made me, I started to get angry. Then I realized that. You know, that's not going to do any good. Yeah. And the only thing that's going to help us is to draw closer to God so we can see what action to take. Yeah. But it is uh, so bad that uh, especially – and it's, it's both parties, both Republican and Democrat. Both parties. The way they describe it is like these guys, it's like uh, WWF wrestling. They, they kind of go through like they're – you know, one party's opposing the other party. It's like a scripted uh, yeah. battle. But then once they get out of office – they're in business together. They're lobbying together. They become partners in firms together. And all their families benefit from it. Their kids, uh, Henry they, Reeves, they, they kids are lobbyists.
0: Yeah, they hire their wives and their children to lobby for them, making buku money. They hire their own family members. You other, like a mate, that should be against the law.
5: And the other point they made was the poverty level in DC, which you know has a large black population, and the very same people that rely on the government they can't see that in their own backyard, these politicians, the point they made is that, uh, yeah, they don't create anything, but yep. what they're doing is they're extracting all the taxes from the rest of the country. Yep. That's how they're building their wealth.
0: In yeah, they, they showed the black community there, and it was pitiful. Right across the road is the black community, they're like just poverty up to whatever, right? And then right across the street, just beauty. <laughs> Richness everywhere. And it's the government who's living off us. It's It's going to get worse because the people absolutely don't see. And the Republicans, and not all, not all. Let me just add that in there. They're playing a game with us too. They'll they'll have a debate against each other. And then that evening they go out and play golf with one another. They're like, act like they're really fighting with each other in front of us on TV, and they'll go out and have some fine wine at night. They'll go and hire their their children and parents and pay their buku money, and we can barely pay rent. Isn't that, like, amazing? you got to see it. We will put it up on the site. You have to see this. I want the world to see it. And uh, uh, it is eye-opening. It looks like we're so far gone, though, I don't know how we're going to turn it around. Because we have lost the young people, many of them. They they believe in gimme, 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 take away from the white, you know, the rich white man. They believe in that, firmly believe in that. How do you change that kind of mindset? I don't know what's going to happen to my country, but it is worse than what I thought. It's so bad that you almost feel helpless to it. You know, because you on the other side, you can't see how in the world am I going to change this when it's so far gone and so many people are seduced by the government and now you got the Christian liberal churches coming out supporting the government. How we all, in the name of Jesus, how will we ever change it? It almost gives you a helpless feeling. But I believe in God and I do believe we can change it. If we can wake up 10 people, just 10 we can change. One can change it, really. Yes, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on one minute. Oh,
6: That was my question. It was going to be like, how can we change it? Like you said one person can change it. How?
0: We got to, first we have total faith in God. And I'm going to read something here that's very, very interesting. We have to detach from the world uh, and have total faith in God. And through that, through him, all things are possible. You that can,
6: might be, make it better for you, but how is it
0: going to change everything? <laughs> Because through me or you or anyone who detached from the world, that light is going to shine through you and others will see it. And they, their, light, their light will come on too. And one will lead to another. Just as when Christ came into the earth, it was just darkness. You know, no one would have thought at that time that, at that time, that he could have the impact that he had. Right. Because if I remember correctly, they couldn't even find 10 holy people. Everybody and their mama were sinning. So it was like darkness. And so I'm sure to the blind person that felt like helplessness, but because Christ came in and he had faith in God, he was able to turn it, turn it around. And so we can do the same thing. He even said, greater is he that's in me, that greater is he in you, greater is he in me is in you also and you can change the world too. You could do the same work are even greater. But you got to have that kind of belief and detach from the world so that he can work through you. You can't have faith in the government. You can't have faith in material things. You can't have faith in fear. You can't uh, get mad at your enemies when they come at you because they will. You have to stay on that straight and narrow path. And it'll start to change. Yes?
6: For me, like, that's... I guess that's a fear of mine. Like, if you try to stand up, they just put you in jail, and then what is it good for?
0: <laughs> I'm glad Martin Luther King didn't say that. <laughs> they put me yeah. in jail for standing up. What is it good for? <laughs> the, 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 the one thing about seems what. It like, tri-
6: oh, just the, seems like we all have to, like, a uh, big group has to go in there and just clean house or something. I wish. it were with the White House or something.
0: I wish it was that simple. Oh. I wish we could just organize a big group. Fire, fire, all of those suckers up there, and hire some new people. But it's so far gone; it's almost seem impossible to do that now. You know, I just think it's going to. We need an awakening in America today. We need to rebuild families. We need to bring back some order, so that we can do it the way it should be done. You know what I mean? Yeah. That well, was
6: so one thing um, we were hoping Romney would get in there, so he could downsize it and maybe have a better chance if he downsized the government like he promised. Yes. But um, I and don't. if he didn't, we can get rid of him. But we I can't get rid of Obama.
0: I don't know of any other, other than Ronald Reagan, I don't know of any president who was able to downsize. Yeah. I really, nor what I saw the other night, Friday night, I don't think Romney was going to be able to downsize. Mm-hmm. I really don't see how that was going to happen. Yeah. Maybe he would have cut back on taxes and things like that. But downsizing you will have an outright war in America. Have you ever tried to take away somebody's food stamps? (laughs) They'll kill you. And and, and a whole lot of folks are relying on food stamps today. And once you start relying on that stuff, you become lazy and don't really want to have to go to work. And you imagine somebody telling you, you got to go to work now. So I don't think Romney was going to have a a great impact. I do believe it would have given us a chance to Vote them out later and bring in somebody that can make a change. Hire somebody else. But we got to wake up the people, Stephanie. Can you help me do that?
6: Yes, I'm starting to.
0: Thank you. That's what we do. We got to wake up the folks. Let me take here and then I'll come back.
3: Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I think even Ronald Reagan was only able to to uh, shrink one one uh, yeah one large. Um, Um, government, uh, part of the government... uh, Entitlement
0: programs and things.
3: Exactly. And uh, I never really liked Romney, but I I knew that this was the the guy that we we needed to see. And just by the way he reacted, like I knew Obama would be reelected three years ago. I knew he would be reelected by looking at the opposition and how they reacted. And they were... They were in cahoots with uh, the Republicans and Democrats were the same. And just by their quietness,
7: yeah. I
3: saw that, that they've already made a plan. They've already decided what they're going to do, and they're going to allow him to run and be in charge for the next That's eight the truth years. too. I absolutely saw it. I, I made bets with people. I said that he's, he's going to be in the next term,
0: too. It's amazing. They tell us what type of government we're going to have. They literally tell us who we're going to vote for. It's going to be this person. And even though we pretend like it's going to be somebody else, it's going to be somebody else, it always ended up being who they put out there for us. We're not doing the hiring. They're telling us who we're going to have to pay. It's like somebody coming into your home, and after two weeks, they're taking over. And now you want to put them out, but you're scared. Or you don't want to hurt their feelings. And you find out, after a while, you become the slave in the home. And they're running your home. The government is running us. We are not running the government. And you you spoke about the serpent. The liberal media today is the serpent. The government is sneaking and the media is sneaking. They don't tell us the truth. They lie to us. They tell us what we want to hear. They don't tell the truth about what's going on. And because most of Americans are walking around asleep, they they can't see by the light within. Things are not being revealed to them. And that's why they're getting away with all this stuff. When prior to government takeover, Americans were awake, awakened. They were awake, and they could see what's going on. And it was hard for the politicians to just lie to them. There's no way. The blacks are fighting over Barack Obama giving the gay people same-sex marriage and giving the liberal women abortions and the Hispanic. And they are mad about that as though that's something good. You know, and now that you have done these good things for these people, you've got to do something good for us. How about another program for this? That's insane. That's insane. I bet you my grandmama turned over in the grave or in heaven, and she's been dead, what, 20, 30 years, almost. Isn't that like amazing? Is it just me or what? Maybe just me. Yes, last word. Uh,
3: Yeah, one thing I noticed about the whole situation with Obama is that he's made no one happy? The gays are not happy with him. Um, um, up until the they, they passed these these few laws, the gays, the liberals are not happy with him. The blacks aren't happy with him. They are all unhappy. He has used every group.
0: Well, that's to because take they want him. When you give somebody something, they want more. They're happy. He, not, yeah, they're happy.
3: But he had, he hasn't given the blacks anything. He hasn't given the homosexuals. What he does is he gives these these these. Uh, but
0: he has brooms, given it to gay people
3: but he's only he's only given it to them
0: they have so they gay marriage platform. now.
3: I know but the only he only gave it to them so that they would vote for him. He gave the illegal aliens
0: I, right that's the point. He didn't give it to them for to, the to good of them. them. It wasn't for the good of them, it was for the good of his ego. To take advantage it of it was them. for to yeah, them. yeah to use them.
3: To to use them. So yeah. he's gotten much more he's got much more out of them than uh, a Republican would have would have gotten. Um, Republicans gave more, but you can't tell a lot of people that you actually lose in dealing with this man. He he is not for blacks. He is not for homosexuals. He is for well, himself. Well, my point
0: my point is that's right. The government is for self. My point is, we got to get back to we the people and not we the government, and this with both parties. They work for us. They, they're not supposed to be controlling us like this and throwing us a little bomb and lying to us, and we continue to be the slaves to the government. We are enslaved. We're like all slaves. <laughs> I'm telling you. We just don't know it. It's like being dead. You see the walking dead? They're like dead but don't know it. We're slaves that don't know it. It takes all we have to pay our monthly rent to buy food, to buy gas, to take a vacation. You know, we're like penny-pitching and trying to figure out, oh, how am I going to take a vacation with all my kids next year, you know? I have friends who are working two full-time jobs and overtime within those full-time jobs to try to provide for their families. That shouldn't be. It shouldn't have to be that way. But it's that way because we are slaves to the government while they're living on high on the hog and just lying to us. I look at these people when they are campaigning now or they're making speeches. I'm saying you're just a liar. They're just lying, oh we just need more of this. We we love the people. We need more programs and we need more uh this and that. And just lying. I was looking at one lady, a white lady here like from somewhere. She worked for the government. Oh Under Obama, we're going to get more social programs. And in my district, that's what I'm pushing for. I even went down to uh, uh, Alabama, down near Montgomery, and March, last time they had a a big march down there, in memory of uh, Martin Luther King, I was one of those people. You should have heard what I would call that lady in my head. (laughs) I couldn't believe it just lying. And they say all the things that build the slave's ego. They pretend they love you. They pretend they're taking care of you. They pretend that they'll pass a law to help you when they are not doing that for your help, for your good. But so many people believe that they are. They have hope
7: in the government. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, I was going to move out of the state of California to Nevada because there's no income tax, and I think I'm going to rethink that and maybe move to D.C. I'm telling you. And get a job with the government. Absolutely. I'm going to start lobbying right now. That's right. Um, But in all seriousness, you know, Jesse, you've said as long as I've known you that when Jesus came, everything's been put back into place. Yes. So we really don't have to do anything.
0: Just live.
7: Yeah, so when you're saying, what are we going to do, we, we don't have to do anything. But the people that are blind cannot see reality. And what you're talking about is these leaders are keeping them down so they don't find the real way.
0: Yeah, that's right. So
7: there's nothing to do. This is a spiritual awakening. It's, it has nothing to do with politics. It, even it is remotely.
0: absolutely a spiritual awakening. You're right, because if we can wake the people up, The one thing that we do have to do is to live right so that the light can shine through us and hope that, I mean, and when that light is shining through us, it will wake up other people. And once you wake up the people, they see the right actions to take. They won't vote for these people. They won't put up with the crap that we're putting up with because they can now see. Because one thing that the government is good at and the liberal media is working on your emotions. They use words like civil rights and moms, we got to help the moms, we got uh, the children, it's all about the children, and so they work on your emotions, and if you are in the dark, you're an emotional person, you're going to identify what they're saying, because you really believe they're trying to help the children, and the moms, and all that kind of crap.
7: But once you're spiritually awakened, you naturally are going to help other people see. Yes. You don't, you don't have to try. That's, that's what's going to happen naturally through
0: you. you got guided by the light, so you're not going to do what's in the light to do. Right. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am.
8: I just wanted to say, um, you're speaking about the young black people that were looking for Obama to save them or help them. Yeah. They are so angry now, and they actually are stealing more than ever because I think they were looking for, for something when he— you know, First got into time. office, yep. and it didn't happen. And to me, they're just running crazy. I I live in Compton, and it's just they're stealing and they're stealing. But actually now they're stealing more in white neighborhoods yeah. than they are in the black because pretty rare. much drained us dry. But it's like they were waiting for something that didn't happen, and they don't have a voice. They have, you know, police records, so they're not going to get jobs. You know, and the criteria for, for a good job now, you need to have a B.A. or a master's and they're angry and they're pretty much killing each other and stealing from each other and it's like...
0: That's a very good point. One that I want to elaborate on, they have been taught, and I remember when this teaching started, it was just, it was right after the last riot we had in LA. And so the the leadership and, and others were telling blacks, why are you burning down your own community? Why are you stealing from your own people? Go to Beverly Hills. Go to the valley. Go to the white people. Why are you doing this to yourself? So they didn't tell them not to do stealing, that this is wrong. They're telling them to go and do it to the white man. And now they are doing it. That And over the years, that idea has gotten stronger and more. They're more aware of that now. And they are doing it uh, more to to the white folks than they are to the black yeah, they
8: are, and they're getting caught more, too. Yeah. Like, I, I was burglarized twice in my house, and the police, like, looked at me like, lady, you better protect yourself. We're yeah. not going to help you. But now that they're still in, in the white neighborhoods, they're, getting, they're being arrested. And all of a sudden, they know where they are, just like that Nordstrom Rack burglary. All of a sudden, you know, within, what, 24 hours, 40 hours, yeah. they, they got the guys that, that burglarized the place, but it, it was in Westminster,
0: See there? In the white community. White people ain't going to let you steal this stuff. You crazy. They work too hard for it. Come out there acting crazy. <laughs> you going to jail, go out there like that. But they have been uh, convinced that they should rob the white folks. Isn't that amazing? they looking for a payoff, they, and,
8: it didn't, and it didn't come. They
0: are so mad at Barack Obama, and they are so disappointed that the past four years that he did not give them what they thought that he was going to give them. They really are. But that's what happens when you rely on the government or somebody, uh, somebody to take care of you.
8: But I don't think they're mad at Barack. I think they're thinking still that they can get away with it, that there's a sense of, you know, our leader is black and we can
0: get away with uh, this. Oh, they can do all this stuff yeah. and, and not be arrested or something. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, that's a yeah. Thought.
8: It seems like they're falling for it.
0: Well, I know that evil is braver now you know, as the government is That's what more I see. government. Yeah. That's what I see. They're, so you've been burglarized, burglarized twice in your home? Yes.
8: Really? But I didn't have bars. Were you there? And I didn't. No, I wasn't. Oh. That's the one thing they, they, they waited till I left. Yeah. Yeah. But when the police showed up, they, hours, two hours later, and they were like, okay, we'll take a few pictures. And they pretty much looked at me like, lady, you better get some bars. You better get an alarm. So I did, and I've been fine.
0: Wow! Yeah, I remember some years ago, a long time ago, uh, I went out just for about an hour or two and came back. When I returned, somebody had broken in my home, and it felt so violated. I I didn't know the feeling you could get when somebody break into your home. I didn't know that kind. Of, it's like I couldn't believe that somebody broke into my home like that. And we had, you know, I ended up putting up bars and things like that. But uh, no, I couldn't believe that they happened. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. That's, <laughs> Can you imagine, and then I, had, I called the police, and I had them go up in the attic and everywhere and look around because I didn't know if they were up there or what. But that is the worst feeling you can have coming into your house and somebody broken into it like that. Um, yes, sir? Did you have your hand?
4: Yeah.
0: You forgot, huh? Oh, okay. And I think I saw you.
4: Well, we're talking about the Democrats, but you know, just so we know here, the Republicans are now... Organizing in such a way that they're going to push out anybody who thinks with common sense or has a Tea Party notion or anything like that. Uh, when they get in primary elections, they're going to make sure they have all the money and they have all the endorsements very, very early to just keep us completely off the playing field.
0: When I when I'm speaking now, I'm talking about both. I'm talking about government. Period. Not just Democrat. I'm talking about Republican too. When you see this uh, this special that Sean put on, it's both party, and both parties are as bad as they're each other. They're both the same. We have lost the government. The government now controls us by deceiving us and taking advantage of us and making us feel helpless.
4: Well, they, you know,
0: so uh, this is with both parties.
4: In 2010, the Tea Party made a big uh, bang. You know, it made a big noise. I
0: understand that.
4: It made a lot of changes, but uh, unfortunately, a lot of them seem to be co-opted by, by some of the hierarchy of the Republican Party. And it's, and it's, it made them ineffective because they, I guess they thought they had something to gain through the Republicans, and they, and the, the, the rug got pulled out from under them.
0: That's why we gotta have faith in God and not in government. Even if we do have a, uh, you know, we run into good people, there are some good politicians out there. Not all, all of them are messed up, but with the good ones, we can't take our eyes off them. They have to, we have to make sure that they do the job the way we hired them to do the job because they'll turn too if we don't. Their egos are getting in the way. They, they love that money and power. And wait until you see it. Washington, D.C. is booming. I'm thinking about quitting my job and going there and getting a job in government. They are living high on the hog. It's more than what I can express here. So I hope you see it.
4: And I think that explains a lot of why these guys, when they won't do the right thing, they just really want to get reelected. So they want to position themselves in some kind of way that the public thinks that they're doing the, the right job because they're not doing the right they're job, not doing it. just so they can be reelected and keep the gravy train going.
0: And, and then that's, another point about that is when they are out of politics, they got it so set up, that they're still living high on the hog, you know, because their families are involved in this, making all this money. They got, they have all these great investments, and they own all this property and land. And so, when they leave government, it's no problem. They're still living off us. I'm sorry to tell you this, America. We are like so far gone. We are so far gone, and the people are unconscious. John, did you have your hand? Oh, okay. I want to read. You. Yes. Read you something here.
2: You know, I realize that a lot of the corruption is also from when one group sees another group get advantage through government, then everybody starts to go that way. Black people a long time ago saw white people using the government to keep them down, right? You know, the Jim Crow laws and stuff. So they said, well, we'll do the same thing. We'll use the laws to get an advantage. And now everybody's starting to do that. You know, the women's groups, the, the gays, just the, the, the uh, Hispanic groups, they're all starting to use the government for advantage to get their own, their own um, particular group advantage. And but that's you know, what it's become now, a game to see who gets the most advantage.
0: But this, the uh, sad thing about that is when these groups win what they think that they are fighting for, they're not going to benefit from it. The, the the folks at the top are gonna benefit from it because now the politicians on both sides are gonna use these groups. They give them just enough to get their votes, right? They're not gonna they're not gonna become wealthy or freer or independent. They're not gonna get anything. They're just being used to get more power for you know, for the politicians to get more power.
2: That's true because each group that gets its own laws in its favor puts out the freedom for the rest of them. So so will you have All it
0: does is causes more people to rely on the government in that particular group. They're like, yeah, look what the government did for us. They gave us gay marriage. Now all the gay people are going to vote for that party that gave them what looked like freedom. The Hispanics, when they come in and do this, they're going to think, well, the Democrat or if the Republicans did it, the Republicans gave me amnesty. I'm going to vote for the Republican. But they're not, if, they don't have, if it's not we, the people, they're not going to gain anything from that either. The, the party that promotes that will gain something. The politicians will, but not the people. It's all a delusion. They don't know that. That's right. They, that's why we got to start saying it or something. Act like somebody got some sense.
2: Yeah, you know when these when these laws are made to benefit a group, it always takes away from the freedom of the of the rest of us.
0: So but it's also taking away these... the freedom of the group that they're making these laws for.
2: That's a good point. And
0: cause them to become dependent. Yeah, that's true. So nobody is free. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. What I'm saying. We got to wake up, America. It's we the people. We have lost that idea of we the people. When when, when people say it now, it just sounds cute. There's no power in it before like it was in the good old days. It's we the people, not we the government. Yeah, they're going to stop saying it's we the people. It's like we the government. We need a black agenda. <laughs> What are we going to do this time? One guy was saying, this time black people cannot stand back and be quiet. We got we to gotta fight on the inside and on the outside, like the gays and like the his, uh, Hispanic." I'm like, are you like nuts? Look how black people suffer now because of government. I mean, it's right in front of our eyes. We have not gotten better as a result of government, depending on government. The country is not better as a result of big government. We're not. If we were getting better, it'd be a different story. We're not getting better. There's no proof that we're getting better. And everything that government touches, it, it turns to darkness. Everything. Absolutely everything. I can't think of one thing that the government is involved with and is good. Can anybody here think of one thing? No, they're destroying the military. He said military. They're destroying the military. Not one thing. I want to read you something because of time. This is in 1 John. uh, I wrote. Isn't that amazing though? I'm trying to scare you guys and ladies back into God. It's uh, 1 John chapter 2, 12 through 17. And I'm going to try to read this without my glasses and without snorting and without ebonics. That's a lot of pressure on me. (laughs) Oh, I'm sweating already. Uh, Detachment from the world. I'm writing to you, children, because your sins have been forgiven through his name. I'm writing to you, fathers, because you have come to know the one who has existed since the beginning. I'm writing to you, young people, because you have overcome the evil one. I am writing to you, children, because you have come to know the Father. I have written written to to you, parents, because you have come to know the one who has existed since the beginning." I have written to you, young people, because you are strong and God's word, word remains in you, and you have overcome the evil one. Do not, do not, do not, I'm putting the extra do not. Do not love the world or what's in the world. If anyone does love the world, The love of the father find no place in him because everything there is in the world, disordered bodily, uh, disordered bodily desires, disordered desires of the eyes, pride and passion is not from the father, but is from the world. And the world with all its disordered desires is passing away. But whoever does the will of God remains forever. And what I see is happening in my world, the love for the government is a love for the world and because the people are loving the government and loving the world, they are becoming more corrupt, demoralized, hateful. Families are falling apart. That greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world is not happening. Uh, the desire to work and Take care of yourself. Is fading away. Trust between one another is fading away. Trust between inter-family members fading away. Crime is coming to the forefront even more so, because of the love of the world, and the government is the world. Believe me, it gives us false promises that demoralizes us once we believe in the lie. We have got to overcome that. We got to be in the world and not of it. We must detach from the world. And the way you do that is to get to know yourself. You got to know yourself. You got to go within and discover the kingdom of heaven on earth. And you will find yourself detaching from the world. Things that are so important to you is not as important anymore. You're willing to let go without even deciding or making decisions about letting go. You just find that you're not as interested in it, whatever it is anymore. Uh, that's what friends and family members and material things and wealth, you're not attached to it anymore. And until that happened, I don't know how we're going to get most of Americans back to loving the Father, loving what's right more than anything else because they're so spoiled. They are spoiled with just enough to keep them unconscious. They're never going to get rich. They're never going to be able to pay their bills. They are always rely on somebody else, but it's just enough to keep them in that mode. And more and more people are becoming that way. And somehow, or another we got to wake them up. We got to be that example. And the way we do it, we have to detach from the world too. And this, in this doing this, you can't do it of your own yourself. Don't try to make yourself. Oh, I'm detached from the world. It doesn't happen that way. You have to go within and discover the kingdom of heaven within. So that God can wake you up and then it'll start happening. And it'll be amazed. You'll be amazed that you'll find yourself in situations and and the people around you are going insane, but you're not reacting to it in the same way. And you'll be like, wow, I look like I should be acting this way, but you won't, because you're becoming detached, detached from the world. I recommend you get to know yourself. And don't fool yourself. Don't lie to yourself. Accept what it is. It is what it is. Don't be mad about it. So that you can start to overcome the world. Other than that, when you drop your body, you're not going to where you think you're going. And uh, the way you're living, you're passing that on to others as well because that's the type of example you are. So you got to forgive and enter into the kingdom of heaven so that God can guide you the rest of the way. You can be fake about it if you want. It's not going to pay off for you. All right? I encourage you to pray. I encourage you to educate the people. If they get mad, forgive them, but tell them the truth and leave it alone. we got to save our country. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you for being here today. I appreciate it.
4: For more information, to purchase a copy of this program or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call one 800 2663. That's one 411 You're already
7: home.